welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Cosmic CEO. Honestly, I'm really proud of myself for missing last week and then coming back this week. (laughs) I feel like that's like true consistency goals. It's not to, because my, at least for my personality, I'm like all or nothing. Well, I have been in the past. And so it's like, I would be perfect. Like, it's like, I literally got straight A's, not even an A minus until ninth grade. I got a B plus and then I completely just was like, oh, fuck this. If it's not straight A's, like it doesn't matter. And then literally like I got F's and D's and like barely graduated high school. So (laughs) extreme example, but that's kind of like how I am with everything. And so I'm just really proud of myself for missing last week, but then coming back this week. I just got out of a massage, the best massage ever. This could either be the best idea ever to record a podcast after a massage. I'll like maybe be calm and relaxed, but it also could be the worst idea ever because I feel like I'm on another planet. During the massage, I'm on another planet. When I come back down to earth, sometimes I'm a little tired, so we'll see. Um, The massage that I get, the guy is amazing, but he's not accepting any more clients. He does tantric massage, but it's not like like it's safe tantra so he's not gonna like touch your crotch um but it is mind-blowingly good and I have healed so freaking much from it he has other people on his team who do the same thing um so if you want their contact reach out to me and I'll give it to you on Instagram it's zen zone massage in Lehigh I think it's in Utah zen zone massage I guess I'm not you don't have to DM me for it um but it's so good and I can't tell you how much trauma I've released like there's been a few different times where I've always had like these like these really ticklish places on my stomach and like no one could touch them like my partner couldn't touch them Um, if like someone like, you know how like boys would be creepy in high school and like touch your side, like maybe that's where the trauma came from. Honestly, now that I'm saying that I'm like, what came first? The super ticklish side that was like super sensitive and I hated people touching it or the boys touching it without consent. I don't know. But anyways, it was like during in those places of my body. And so he does like the, the massage is way more, um, in, I don't know what word to use intense uh he like massages your stomach and stuff um which is where like so much of my trauma was stored and still there's like like today there was like an again another like super ticklish spot and he said that's what it looks like that's how trauma sometimes is held but the first time he like went over one of those spots literally I like jumped because it's like so ticklish like I said nobody ever is like can touch there and he was just like okay I didn't really I wasn't really planning on getting into this (laughs) But here we are. It's after a massage. So I'm talking about my massage. But he was like, okay, take a deep breath. Just breathe into this. We're going to go slow and like we're going to release this. So he did like a few more passes over that area and it was still kind of ticklish, but not as ticklish. And then the last final pass when he went over it, it wasn't ticklish at all. And it almost felt like something like bursting in the best way ever. Like the way that you feel when you're like really high, where your body is like super tingly and like it just every single cell feels like it's vibrating on a new level. That's what my entire body felt like. It felt like I was high. It was psychotic. Um, and I just feel like after I go to these massages, I just, 
I feel so in the current moment. I've always been a girly who loves massages. Like, I, I love a massage. I love a facial. I really enjoy that type of, like, um, self-love or uh, self-care, I guess. But with this one, this is, like, too much information. But we're here. We're talking about this. Warning if kids are in the car. I'm super curious. How many of you guys listen to your podcast with kids around? I'm guessing the answer is, like, close to zero. Because I, like, say, like, kind of, like, insane stuff sometimes. And I, like, definitely swear a lot. Anyways, um, you know how after a normal massage, you're, like, kind of horny? <laughs> You know how that's like a thing. Maybe it's just for me. But I feel like whenever I would get a massage, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna like go have sex with someone. So like I it just was like I was like very horny and turned on after this. So Tantra is essentially taking the sensual energy from your body and rebalancing it. So redistributing it through your entire body. Um and so it definitely is a more sensual massage, like even the movements that I mean, somebody like massaging your belly is like way more intimate than just somebody rubbing your back. So it definitely is like a more intimate, sensual massage, but after you, you literally feel complete, like you feel, and you don't orgasm or anything. I'm sorry. This is like way more in depth than I was planning on going, but you don't orgasm, but it just feels like your entire body is like buzzing. I highly recommend it. Um, it also starts off like kind of like there's like levels, I guess, levels that you get to. Um, and so the first one isn't as like, isn't as maybe sensual as like your 10th one or whatever, but I highly recommend it. I haven't been to any of the other masseuses, but I assume they're amazing. Cause I don't think, um, the main guy who I go to, his name is Isaiah. I don't think he would hire anybody who isn't amazing. So anyways, I just got done with that massage. I'm on another planet. I'm also <laughs> trying to decide if I want to buy tickets to go to The Cure tonight. And I'm going to. I'm probably just going to go alone. I don't know if any of my friends want to go with me. Um, I'm going to go. Like, I was planning on going, and then I didn't get tickets, and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm kind of tired. And then literally during my massage, these are the type of breakthroughs I have during that massage. But I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I almost, I made a plan, a goal in 2020, I think it was 2022. So last year, last December, The Cure was touring in Europe. And I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to London to see them. And it didn't end up happening. And so like, I was literally going to travel overseas to see them and they're literally playing in my city and I'm not going to go for what, because I'm tired. Like that's so dumb. So I know I'm going to go. I feel like a little bit <sighs> manic because I'm like, I got to get cure tickets. I got to figure out if anyone wants to come to me. I got to record my podcast. I got to send out my email. So there's a lot of energy going on, um, but it's all good energy. And I actually have something I want to talk to you about today. So Thanks for being here, even though I missed a week. Thank you so much. I was in New York, and I actually recorded a podcast ahead of time. Like, I was, like, super on top of it. I recorded a podcast ahead of time um, that was going to go live on Sunday, and I just decided against it because there's this thing that sometimes happens, and some of you will be mad. Some of you will wish I had just posted the podcast, but sometimes when I'm rushing into a podcast, like, I'm like, oh, I got to record this podcast, and I hope that doesn't happen with today's episode. I might be like regretting saying orgasm anyways <laughs> no shame of orgasms if there's one thing about me no shame sexuality is like my type of sexuality <laughs> so I'm not gonna be ashamed about saying orgasms anyways 
sometimes if I have to like record an episode for something or I'm recording it ahead of time or whatever, what's happened in the past is usually I just get on and talk about whatever bone I have to pick. So it's like kind of like an angrier episode and it's a little bit like I'm not talking to my dream customer in the episode. Like I, it almost feels like I'm reactive to whatever I'm feeling in the moment. So last week's episode, what was I was planning on talking about was AI and I still want to talk about AI but I want to be able to talk because I'm very pro AI. I'm very pro AI. I love chat GPT. I don't use it all the time. I love AI art. It's like so fun to me. I don't use it a ton anymore. My most recent program, Anti-School Coaching School, if you go look at the landing page or like any of the graphics, the like cool gothic looking castle I made with AI. So I think it's so fun. But I was basically giving you tough love about like just get on the train or like get left behind. <laughs> but it was way more intense and like not really that much love. Maybe more just me being like annoyed at a random comment I saw online. And I was like, this isn't, I don't know. I, it just didn't feel like it was like the, of the most good for everyone listening. It feels like if somebody was anti AI, which is valid, it is absolutely valid. If somebody was anti AI, it would have like made them feel like shit or made them just not it wasn't a constructive conversation so anyways I did have that planned I think I maybe will do a podcast episode about it in the future maybe in July I'm doing a lot of social media content in July or a lot of like content about social media specifically in July so maybe that would be a fun time to talk about it. I'm trying to be way more intentional with my content right now and it's a learning process <laughs> because literally, I mean, I've always like planned content ahead and whatever, but I'm pretty like, I'm pretty loose and I'm pretty intuitive and I don't think, I think my intuition is what has made my business successful, but I think my business could be even more successful if I use that intuition to plan things ahead of time. Like intuition doesn't only work if you're creating content in the moment. Your intuition can also help you channel content for two months in the future. So working on that, it's a little bit of an adjustment. I took, uh, I finally showed back up on Instagram and what I've realized with the process, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I think at the end of this month for a few days and see how I feel, but I really like Instagram. I really like Instagram. I'm actually deleting TikTok. That was another thought that came up during my massages. I'm deleting TikTok. I cannot explain why, but my mental health as soon as I read down and obviously I've created a story out of this but I also think it could just not be my app it's like I get sucked into things so easily like so so easily and I'm super sensitive to any change in my dopamine or serotonin levels like it's like why I don't like substances I think I've talked about this before but um I don't know if that's what it is with TikTok like because I'm so sensitive to the dopamine I'm a fucking obsessed with it but then I'm also like I can feel when I'm not doing it. I don't know. It's really hard on me. <laughs> There's been like four times that I've downloaded TikTok and was using it regularly and it coincided with like a mental breakdown a week later. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's not my app. I know some people feel that exact same way about Instagram. So I think it's just finding your app that like lights you up and like committing to that. But with Instagram, I got to the point that I was just, like, kind of bummed. Like, I was in New York, and it was nice to not have to think about it, but it was also kind of, like, 
I think for me, Instagram is so artistic. Like, Instagram is my space to create art and to show up and to help people, truly. And I'm not saying that from, like, a fucking altruistic, like, I only show up on Instagram to help people. Because, like, I show up on Instagram because I like getting likes and I like the attention (laughs) and I like posting cute selfies. Like, truly. Like, it's not an altruistic thing, but showing up and helping people is how I get likes and how I get attention. And so it's just like this double whammy of dopamine because I feel good because I'm helping people and I feel good because people are validating me with their likes. So I think for me, Instagram doesn't have as much comparison built into it. Whereas TikTok, I don't know why. Like, I can't tell you why TikTok feels more compary to me. I don't know. I don't know. So pick your battles is like a really big thing that I want to talk about today. So like, TikTok drains me. I could sit here and figure out why, or I could just delete the app and like move on with my life and go have fun, you know? But what I really wanted to talk about today is oversaturation and the the feeling of, can a market be oversaturated? What if you feel like your market is oversaturated? What to do if your market is oversaturated or if, if the area that you're wanting to go into is oversaturated? Um, so my big response here is no, (laughs) like, I don't think, I don't think anything is ever like, there's too many people in that industry. I mean, the biggest example that I love to use is I want you to think about the music industry. Is there ever like, (laughs) like new people are becoming like insanely famous all the time, especially with TikTok now, like the, the, the speed of fame is like completely sped up. I think the same can be with Instagram too. Like just the virality of the internet speeds things up a ton. So I want you to just think of the music industry. Like there's always new people coming in. There's always new people doing new stuff. There's new people doing older stuff and they're still relevant. To me, it comes down to a couple of things. The first reason why I think oversaturation cripples us is you are only surrounding yourself with people who do the same thing as you do. So I've talked about this a lot and like, I just want to remind you that I to go back on the point of pick your battles. For me, when I am following a ton of people who are doing the same thing as me, who are a coach, who are teaching people how to make more money in their business, when I'm following a ton of people who are doing that, it takes my energy to constantly not think about, am I doing as good as them? Is my content as good as them? Is my launch as good as theirs is? And of course, like I said, that's something I could dive into. That's something I could dive into subconsciously and remove the block, remove the thought, whatever. At the same time, I really think that one of the one of like our biggest survival mechanisms is survival of the fittest. Like that's how it's like been for like a really long time. We're just getting to a place where like it it's not survival of the fittest. And you could still say that in a way like with privilege packed in like it still is that that same story is showing up. And so our subconscious our subconscious is used to looking for other people as competition and saying how can I do better than them? And you could make it your whole mission to rewrite that story. Cool, amazing. If you want to do that, do that. Or you could make it your whole story just to get really fucking good at what you do and really provide a unique product or service in the way that you do it, which doesn't have to mean that you're doing anything different, but just that you're doing it. Another thought that comes up for me here is 
there's like lots of people talking online with manifestation. Um, I've recently been diving back into to be magnetics work. I took like a really long break from it and Cammie, my assistant, she's never done it. And I've always like told her she should do it. So I asked her if this time around she wants to do it together. So like now after lunch, we are just like doing one of the, um, sections of the workshops every single day so we can keep each other accountable. And it's fun because it's fun to talk about what comes up. Like I feel like it makes it feel more social and, I actually do all the prompts instead of just being like, yeah, yeah, I, you know, my parents said money didn't grow on trees or whatever the story is. Um, so I'm actually doing the content, but I freaking love the way that Lacey talks about manifestation. And there's some stuff that I think she takes the fun out of it. Like she's very anti vision board and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I've even like steered away from vision boards recently, but I think like being anti anything is like weird. Like it's like, if some people love doing vision boards, let them do vision boards. But anyways, I really love how simple and scientific she makes the process feel. There's other people who are talking about manifestation who are talking about the same things. It's the same process, but it's much more fluffy, much more feminine, much more flowy. And there's other people who resonate way more with that type. And I'll tell them to check out Lacey's work and like, they're not interested. They're like, ah, like they, they, it just doesn't resonate with them. And so I I always like to think about that example because people can be teaching the exact same things, but when you're a personal brand or you're, you're selling something or teaching something that is coming from you, that right there is originality enough. But what can happen is if you're following a bunch of people in the same industry, you're going to start subconsciously mimicking their content. When you subconsciously mimic their content, you're not going to be showing up in your full power. And so, yes, there's room for everyone, but I don't believe there's room for everyone if everyone's just carbon copy of the other person who's doing the same thing. If somebody's just showing up as a business coach, the exact way that somebody else is showing up as a business coach. And so that's the first thing that I would say is yes, there's room for everyone and you have to do it your own way. You have to do it your own way. And when you do it your own way and let yourself fully show up and talk about the things you want to talk about. I mean, it's like, I even catch myself the whole, the orgasm thing, being afraid to say you don't orgasm during a massage. (laughs) And being afraid to say that I'm horny after normal massages, that's me holding myself back in a certain way. And this isn't to say like that you have to, that authenticity means you share every single freaking thing about yourselves on yourself online. But I think there is so much power when you're able to share things freely without a fear that that thing could make you not successful. If there are certain things in your business that you're hiding because you think they're making you not, they're going to make you not successful, that's something to look at. And that doesn't mean to say you have to show up online and say, hey, by the way, like, here's this thing about me that I hate. Like, no, but you just need to do the work to normalize that thing and feel not so alone in that thing so that you're not holding yourself back energetically. Um, because I think there's a ton of power to realizing like, this is who I am. This is how I show up. This is how I do things. This is how I create content. This is my favorite app. Like having a little bit of a box in a way to give you structure to flow, to flow with. Um, 
when I'm, I said this on like a podcast episode, I think that I was on, somebody was interviewing me for their podcast, but like, I feel like my business is my best boyfriend. And that's like a whole nother thing I could talk about in therapy, but like I create my business in a very masculine way with very masculine structure. I stick to those things. I try my hardest to be consistent. And because my business is masculine, it allows me to exist as an individual in my business as feminine and in my life as feminine. Do you know how much fucking easier it is to exist in your feminine, quote unquote? I don't even like the genderfication. It's like the masculine versus feminine, but I'm just talking about like the yin and yang. I need to memorize which is which. <laughs> like if yin is, I, I always forget which one is related to like the more active versus the passive or the more masculine versus feminine. I forget. Masculine versus feminine is easy for me to remember. But do you know how much fucking easier it is to exist in your feminine when you have a lot of money in the bank, when you've made a lot of money, when you're making a lot of money? Existing in your feminine requires safety. And so for me, a really big priority in building my business and continue to building my business. Like my biggest intention with my business right now that has been for the past few months is creating reoccurring revenue, getting as many payment plans as possible because that creates a ton of safety in my business, right? And that feels like safety to me. For some other people, that that doesn't feel like safety, but for me, that feels like safety. So anyways, Having these rules within my business, having this structure has really allowed me to show up in my full creative intuitive power. That was a complete tangent. <laughs> Back to the the oversaturation thing. The other thing that I want to say about oversaturation, I want you to think about how many people you know in real life, in real life that you see day to day who are doing, not maybe day to day, but even like within the year that are doing the same thing as you. For me, I only know, let's see, maybe two or three people in like my whole network in real life who are doing the same business coaching thing as me. That That's it. That's all I know. And I just think that because we are constantly taking courses from people, following people, listening to podcasts, here's the thing that I will say. I still take courses from coaches and podcasts all the time. I love being expanded that way. For some reason, something about seeing their content every single day on social media it's too it's consuming and I feel like podcasts and courses or programs I'm learning that could just be a personal thing but that's my thing for me but anyways if you're taking courses you're listening to podcasts from people in your mind you're like everyone's doing this it was something that I hear all the time because one of the things I'm teaching in anti-school coaching school is how to start a podcast because I think a podcast is like one of the best ways of content that you can show up and create. Um, I mean, I feel like courses are going towards more so being like high level pro- protein podcasts. Why protein? That's what the thought that came into my mind. <laughs> high level private podcast is what it feels like even some of the courses that I've taken are. They're like $2,000 courses, but they're just a private podcast, which is fucking cool because you actually sit down and listen to it. So anyways, Podcasts I fucking love. One of the things we're learning in coaching school is how to create your own podcast. But one of the things that I hear people say all the time is it it feels like everyone has a podcast now. The truth is, I know one, my best friend, Lexi, has a podcast. My landlord has a podcast. 
And he's a fucking icon. Like, my landlord is one of my favorite manifestations ever. Honestly. He is one of my favorite manifestations ever. Because this is like a side note. I gotta remember to come back to like the everyone has a podcast note. I'm putting a mental check mark in my head. Mental bookmark. Um, My landlord, I might have talked about this on the podcast before. But when I was looking for a place, so I, I had roommates. And I... I had had my business for like a year, but I had this story in my mind that it was really hard to like verify your income if you had a business. Um, I didn't have good credit. Like I, I, I think I've told this story, but like I, my credit was like fucked up. Like my credit is just to a place where it's good now because when I was starting my business, I just completely was avoidant for years of like credit cards and things I needed to pay and things went to collections and whatever. So my credit was fucked up. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find my dream house. I found my literal dream house. It's still my dream place to this day. Like when I do future self meditations, I still see this house. I see it with different furniture, but like, I love it. And my, my landlord is like an entrepreneur. He's such a hustler. He has a podcast. He messaged me when I was in New York because we went to the Taylor Swift concert, which I could do a whole episode on that. I think Lexi's doing a recap episode on her podcast. You should listen. La La Land with Lex. Anyways, when I was in New York, he messaged me and was like, you guys should have come like to, we, I didn't know you were in New York. Like we had an era's pre-party and he was like, if you ever need a place, cause he lives in, uh, Utah and New York, they have another place in New York. He's actually a really big expander for me, but he was like, if you ever need a place to stay in New York, like, let us know. And I was like, how did I get so lucky? Like so many people hate their landlord. I feel like it's like, it's seriously one of my favorite manifestations. Anyways, back to people I know who have a podcast. My landlord, my bestie. Um, I have a few other friends who used to have podcasts, but they don't have them anymore. Um, and so it's just like, okay, out of the hundreds of people I know in real life, I mean, then, and then it's like, okay, my coach, but again, those are people who have come into my life because of business. When I think of people actually in my life, I don't really know that many people with podcasts. I don't really know that many people who are business coaches. I don't really know that many people who own boutiques. Like, I I just think there's this, like, messed up idea in our mind of, like, everyone's doing it because we're surrounding ourselves with people who are doing it. And so I think it's a combination of reminding yourself of that and also protecting your bubble so that you don't feel like you have to be constantly convincing your subconscious mind that is running by the way, a million times faster than your conscious mind. So kind of hard to convince your subconscious mind of something unless you're doing it over and over and over again. You don't have to be fighting with your subconscious mind, fighting with your nervous system of like, it's okay. There's enough for everyone. Your nervous system's like, okay, right. And also how are we going to, how are we going to make this work? Cause it thinks it goes into fight or flight just at the thought of tons of other people doing the same thing online. When in reality, there is not that many when you compare it to the world, (laughs) like literally. And that's what we have access to with the things that we're doing is the world. With social media, we have access to the world, period. Um, I mean, I think of it kind of in the coaching space because I feel like coaching has gotten really big and online education has gotten really big. And also, I truly believe that the education world, especially secondary education or not secondary education, secondary education. is that like college university. 
I believe that is going to completely go away faster than we can even imagine. Because in my opinion, it is the biggest load of garbage in the entire world. I, if you don't know my story, I went, I went to college in high school and I mostly did it because that meant I wouldn't have to take as many high school classes and I could take more graphic design classes. And then I started, once I graduated high school, I took a semester of college and I was having to pay for everything out of pocket. I, um, I like didn't have any sort of college help. So I was paying for everything out of pocket, putting things on a credit card I couldn't afford. Um, and so I think it felt more real to me to ask, like, is this really worth it? Um, cause here's the thing. I think the idea of like going to college and not having to work and just like being a slut and like having a cute dorm room, like, yes, that sounds so fun. Like that's why I branded my whole, my whole now learning part of my, my business and high school university, which I haven't even talked about yet. But like, I love the idea of university of private school. All the books I read are about like private school. I'm obsessed with the idea of school, the actual execution. And if you're having to pay for it, isn't that fun. Um, and so I dropped out and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I actually have like dreams all the time that I didn't graduate college and, or I mean that I didn't graduate high school. And I always wake up so bummed because I'm like, can you imagine how much cooler it would be if I also hadn't graduated high school? <laughs> so instead of being, I feel like a lot of people have like stressed out high school dreams and mine, I'm always like, fuck this. Like I'm not graduating. None of this matters. Like I can't, I don't need a high school grad, like a high school degree to make money. And anyways, <laughs> That's that. I'm just as much like a freak in my dreams as I am in real life. Um, but with the coaching world, the education space, I think it's just getting started. And I think right now, I think everyone has something to teach. You have something you're good at, whether it's something you're doing now in your business, like you're doing photography or design or art or uh, whatever the thing is, or it's just something you've always been good at. I guarantee you, you can monetize it. I guarantee you, you can monetize that. If you're interested in teaching other people how to do that, whether that's teaching, mentoring, coaching, whether that's doing online courses, whether that's doing retreats, whatever that is, anti-school coaching school is going to teach you how to do exactly that. So it's, it's going to be a lot of step-by-step in strategy. Um, everything that I do has mindset mixed in. Like it's impossible to take a course from me and not have your like mindset expanded. It's a very important part to me of teaching. I don't think you can just teach concepts. I think you also have to expand the minds of your students. So there's going to be mindset, but it's mostly going to be like the step-by-steps of how to set up your, not really back it up. I'm not going to teach you about business licensings. I'm not going to teach you about any legal things. I'm like that. You can just Google. And honestly, I'm not the right person to ask. Like I just did legal zoom and it was really easy. So I'm not going to teach you that, but what I'm going to teach you how to do is get really clear on what you're going to teach. I'm going to teach you how to structure that as courses, retreats, podcasts, one-on-one coaching. There's going to be step-by-steps for all of those. There's going to be tutorials for how to do all of those. There's also going to be tutorials for how to set up your podcast, how to to, um, how to do a landing page, how to, I'm trying to think about some of the other things I'm in my car. So I don't have the list next to me, how to set up things in Kajabi, how to host a course. If you don't have Kajabi and you don't want to have any sort of hosting platform. Um, there's so much content in this. If you get in before, cause I'm recording all the content right now. If you get in before I'm officially done. So if you get in during the pre-sale, you save $500. Um, so find out all the details at the link in my bio and my Instagram for that. If you've been considering teaching 
other people what you do and you've been wanting to monetize your craft, monetize everything that you are and teach it to others and see others and help others through what they're going through, I highly recommend Anti-School Coaching School. It's going to be a magical program. I am so excited about it. Um, If you have any questions at all, DM me about that. I mean, that's the whole damn reason I did the course or I did the podcast on oversaturation because I think that's a lot of people's fear. I think they see the world and they're afraid of, is there already too many people doing it? I guarantee you no. And I've seen people pop up in the past six months who are doing really, really well. People pop up in the past year who are doing really, really well. You didn't miss your chance, especially if you can look and look around and say, okay, how do I wish... I could receive coaching. How do I wish somebody would show up for me and fill the spaces that you see? Like it's, in my opinion, there being a lot of people in a marketplace shows me that there's interest and shows me that people are paying. Now I will say, don't just sign up for this because you're like, oh, it's like, seems like an easy way to make money. There's no quote unquote easy way to make money. I think the easy way to make money is doing what you love because even then when it's hard, it's still something you love doing. So it's like, I love going to concerts. So even though it's going to be hard to make this happen with my schedule to go to this concert tonight, I'm going to make it happen because I love doing it. That's my opinion of how to find an easy job is to find something you love doing. Um, so uh, that would be the only thing I would say. Don't just take it because you're like, oh, I see Kinsey shows up and it's easy for her. It's easy for me because I'm fucking obsessed with it. And it's my favorite thing to do is to show up and teach people. I was doing a like little exercise about one of the questions it asked was like things you did as a little kid. And I remember, I mean, bless my <laughs> siblings hearts. I used to just force them to listen to me teach all day long. And I would like, even if it was like just me, like I remember I had one of those like little, um, I think it was my little sisters, but one of those like three wheelers, the mini electric ones. And I used to like practice teaching driving lessons on it. Like I've always been obsessed with teaching. It is my favorite thing. And that's why I introduced this whole new sector of my brand called anti-school university, because I enjoy that most of all, like teaching is my very, very favorite thing. So you're going to learn a ton of stuff in anti-school university. You're also going to have support along the way to ask any questions that you want to. So if you're interested in that, it also, a big thing that I want to say is if you're somebody who already has a coaching business. This still 100% could help you if you feel like you're in a place where you've been ultra feminine with it and you've been just flowy and intuition based and you're looking for more structure because we're going to talk about building a product suite. I'm going to talk about what I've learned with the courses that I've created, what I learned. I'm basically going to be just teaching you what I've learned every single step of the way in my coaching business. So it will definitely help you scale as well. Um, maybe some of the tutorials wouldn't be as helpful as like the Kajabi tutorial or the podcast tutorial if you already have a podcast. But a lot of the content that we're going to be going into will definitely help you grow and scale your business. So I'm so excited. The last chance, like the, I'm not going to say early bird ends on June 15th. That's just the date that I've said all the content will go up by, but there's a chance it could go up earlier. I'm not completely sure. So if you're listening to this and you're in and you want to save $500, the link is in my Instagram bio. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. (laughs) This wasn't a horrible podcast. Maybe that's my key. I need to like go get a massage and then record a podcast. Hmm. I'll think about it. Okay. I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye.